Um, my dad actually used to be a coal miner. You know, I, I, I cannot thank, you know, everyone who supported me and helped me enough, um, wow. DARS included. VR Workforce Studio, podcasting the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation through the inspiring stories of people with disabilities who have gone to work. Working in a field that I understand. As well as the professionals who have helped them. A job and a career. You, you got to look at how life-changing this is. And the businesses who have filled their talent pipelines with workers that happen to have disabilities. To help expand registered apprenticeship. These are their stories. Because there's such a great story to tell about people with disabilities. Now, here are the hosts of the VR Workforce Studio, Rick Sizemore and Betsy Civilette. Welcome to episode 110 of the VR Workforce Studio podcast. The coal miner's daughter becomes Dell's new software engineer as we celebrate International Podcast Day with an Excellence in Media Award from the National Rehabilitation Association. And later in today's show, we'll learn about new developments at the National Clearinghouse for Rehabilitation Training Materials with Heather Service and RSA's Carol Doback. And it's National Disability Employment Awareness Month. This year's theme is disability, part of the equity equation. You know, Rick, our national employment team, or the NET, has led the way in forging relationships between VR and our national business partners with great companies like Dell. And these efforts go a long way toward making disability part of the equity equation. You can learn more about National Disability Employment Awareness Month as well as download their free poster. Just check the show notes at vrworkforcestudio.com. Well, we're excited in our big inspiration showcase to talk with Lindsay Barton, who now works for Dell as a software engineer. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Good to be here. We're so delighted to talk with you. You have a new job with Mm -hmm. Dell Technologies. Let's get started there. Tell us all about this new job. Um, I mean, it's great. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a software developer with a, a focus in cybersecurity. Um, I mostly write like uh, internal programs for uh, inside of Dell. So like helping out uh, other people on my team. It's just it's great. It's a great job. There's tremendous excitement, just generally speaking, about Dell Technologies outreach to people who are neurodiverse or people who have disabilities. You found this job through an internship. Can you tell us about how that happened? Dell Technologies, uh, they have a they call it they have a cohort with uh, neurodiversity in the workplace where they it's like an extended interview process. So uh, instead of having like your your typical interview process where you go in and you just kind of talk about yourself um, at length, which I'm, I'm not great at personally. It, it's, it, it was over two weeks uh, and it included some job coaching. Uh, and we worked on a project that let us uh, kind of show our skills. So I applied for that, got into it, went through that, got got, got one of the jobs. And I was an intern for about a year, um, which is longer for them, than most other uh, interns who come in through that program. But there was just an issue where there wasn't any available full-time positions for me yet. And just recently, in the beginning of August, um, I finally got my full-time position. So it was a really nice intern uh, internship. It was paid internship, which is the best kind. <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Went from team to team, kind of just doing um, little little projects and things like that before I finally got put on my, my full team that I'm on now. Well, that's amazing. Now, you were doing this internship while you were going to Old Dominion University. Is that right? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I was taking uh, four classes at the time of when I started the internship. 
Um, I'm currently one one semester away <laughs> from graduating finally with uh, with just about two classes left. So I'm I'm super excited to get that get that knocked out of the way. So you're finishing finishing up your degree in computer science and yes. finishing and you finished an internship that lasted mm-hmm. more than a year. You're now mm-hmm. moving into this full time job as a software engineer working remotely mm-hmm. with Dell Technologies. Uh, the job, before we move on, the job sounds like a really good job, a great salary benefits package, those kinds of things. Yes, yep. Tell us about um, that yes, part of it. It's a great salary. Uh, and yeah, full benefits, um, definitely better insurance than what I was getting uh, before. So uh, that's always nice. Tuition reimbursement. So that's uh, up to $5,000 a semester. What else? And working remotely is just is just great. It's really it's really helpful for me. Um, as someone with like agoraphobia, it's, it's hard to get out. Um, so definitely working remotely has helped. Well, let's talk about your your disability. Tell us uh, about your disability. What brought you into uh, vocational rehabilitation? It was when I was twenty one. I'm twenty three now, so just two years ago, um, I finally went back and got tested, quote unquote, evaluated. I guess is a better word. Right, right. I was diagnosed with uh, ADHD and autism, as well as dyscalculia, which is a math learning disability. Is a like very high comorbidity with both ADHD and mm-hmm. and autism, which as someone in computer science is not great because you have to take a lot of math classes. Right. <laughs> but now that I have um, accommodations, it's it's uh, it's helped a lot. On top of that, because I have a lot of sensory issues, I wear I wear ear defenders just about everywhere I go now, which help kind of not sound as my big my big sensory like. A lot, a lot of sensory issues, especially with sound. But thankfully, because I work from home, I don't really have to deal with like loud noises from the office or things like that, or like, you know, dri- riding in a car, driving in a car, hearing very loud noises. So for a while, uh, there was about a period of about two and a half years where I just did not leave my house um, at all, and that was actually right. That was actually right around the time of COVID. So. Kind of worked out, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Like you know. everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And Dell actually during COVID had uh, moved to a remote workforce. And then uh, when they saw that it was working for a lot of people, they, uh, they, they kind of kept that remote workforce um, in large numbers. So most of my team is in Austin, Texas, and then I'm, I'm here in Southwest Virginia. Which through the past few decades has struggled in many ways economically. And so having access to a computer engineer job in Texas from Southwest Virginia is a really good thing for you. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, my dad actually used to be a coal miner. Um, so definitely, definitely know uh, like those, um, you know, the, the struggles. Um, so it's, it's, I'm very, I'm very thankful. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I cannot thank, you know, everyone who's supported me and helped me enough, um, right. Dar's included, because yeah. shout out to Pam. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's let's talk about vocational rehabilitation. How mm-hmm. did the agency and how did Voc Rehab help you with mm-hmm. the various challenges you have getting into the workforce? What did they do for you? How did they help you get to this great job you have now? So um, one, one thing, the, the big thing was that um, they, they helped me get my um, – uh, like pay for my evaluation uh, because my insurance would not cover it, um, which I think has been, I mean, that's helped me have my accommodations for school, which has helped me greatly. 
also uh, pointing out this opportunity to me, which was which was great. And uh, Pam, I know she'll say that I just went and ran with it. But I mean, she, you know, she definitely she definitely helped me supporting me anytime that there was like, especially with school. Um, there's always been it's never really been an issue with Dell as much as it's been an issue with Old Dominion University. There was a time where Old Dominion, due to some, uh, what's the word, like uh, clerical errors, ended up saying that I owed them $5,000. And there was a period of time where I was out of school for about two months because of that. Uh, but um, Pam was able to point me in the, and Dars in general, was able to point me in the right direction to help me see about getting some loans to, to um, pay for that and cover it. And just like just general support, like if something's going if something's going wrong, um, I know I can always, you know, especially with school, I know I can call Pam and and you know get some get some advice. And and me me graduating on time is uh, is imperative for me keeping my my full time position. Thankfully, we're almost over that hill. But yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what oh. an, what an accomplishment! And as you've you. moved through this uh, this process with VR and you have this great job, how would you? describe the way it feels to move from a time when you had some pretty significant disabilities to now. How does it feel to be working for a great company like Dell Technologies in an industry that you're obviously very good at and attracted to? It's like, it's like I've been drinking, uh, like, um, uh, like Walmart brand, uh, Dr. Pepper for a very long time <laughs> and then drinking actual Dr. Pepper. It's just, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. Well, that's um, wonderful. Yeah. It's just my, my life has completely changed before I had a lot of, um, housing, housing insecurity. I was always afraid, you know, oh, where's my, you know, how am I going to pay rent this upcoming month? I worked at, um, CVS for a little while, actually, before I started at Dell uh, during the pandemic, which was also very scary for different reasons. But now I really don't. I really don't have to work uh, worry about that. Back a while ago, I um, actually got pre-approved and am currently looking for a house. That is uh, exciting, um, especially because I might have a house before I finish my degree. I, I don't want to brag, uh, which I, but, you know, excited about that. Claim it. Um, That's wonderful. <laughs> you're buying. Like, you're buying a house, and your concerns about housing and security have vanished because of this great job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just been it's been incredible, and then also knowing that Dell has a lot of um, support groups. Um, so there's uh, these things in, inside of Dell called ERGs, Employee Resource Groups. I'm a member of a couple of them, but one of them is True Ability, which is uh, specifically people who are neurodiverse. And I'm actually part of uh, uh, the committee. Well, we have a, a committee that we meet up, um, the Neurodiversity Committee. I'm actually a member of that. So I could give it like any of my feedback um, every every month and things like that. So what would you want the people who listen to this? podcast to know about you and your neurodiversity and your potential to be a phenomenal worker. Describe for us what, what it's like um, being neurodiverse and, and being in this great job. My, my best advice, I guess, would just don't be afraid to like reach out for help because like I said, I, I went undiagnosed for, well, yeah, over 21 years in my life. And, you know, I, I was actually in college before that had happened. So I was, I was really struggling in college with that. So like, don't be and I was, it wasn't that I was like afraid to reach out for help it's just that I didn't know how but there's like resources and stuff online and 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 you know Dars in Virginia is a good a good place to start but also like one thing I really struggled with was uh like I said like talking talking kind of about myself at length <laughs> which I, I I'm doing I'm doing good today you're um, doing great <laughs> thank you 
you know, look for look for any of those like modified interview processes, um, such as like the, the two week long program we did. Um, those are really good. And also just like don't give up, I would say, is like the, the big thing for me for a while. I know I applied for, gosh, probably over probably over 50 jobs um, before getting the email about Dell uh, and trying that. Um, none of them like uh, having to do with like neurodiversity or anything like that. Uh, all just like different software developer jobs. And it, even when I would get an interview, I just, you know, it, it felt awful. I felt like, you know, I wasn't like there was like these rules that I really couldn't figure out. And that's how I felt like a lot of the times with stuff like that. But thankfully, with this like, you know, this two week interview process, it wasn't there wasn't really like, oh, you know, you said this, you said something kind of wrong. So we're not going to hire you It's more. OK, can you do these skills and how well can you do them? And um, just show us basically what you can do. Um and I, I think honestly, that's how all interviews should be. Not even, not even with neurodiversity. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so, well, what would you say that Dell does really well in terms of understanding people who are neurodiverse and attracting them to work for this great company? What, what do they do oh, the best job at? There's, there's a lot of stuff that they do really well. Um, I think understanding how to communicate with like neurodiverse people is is probably the best. So that's actually something we bring up a lot in the in the committee meetings uh, is we, we talk a lot about how we want to uh, connect different people, um, especially like new people who are coming in with each other. And it, it can be kind of hard, you know, um, like to make friends, especially like in a new job and, and just in a new place in general. And then on top of that, you know, neuro, you know, have, maybe having neurodiversity, being neurodiverse rather doesn't really help that sometimes uh, I know I'm definitely a, a case of that and so the one of the things we talk about is how can we how can we help connect these people so we're like we'll do like um, a coffee a coffee chat which is what you know just like informal little chat that we'll um, just go and you know talk about ourselves and try to introduce people and see if there's any common interest between people and try to like make friends or you know work buddies and things like that and I think Dell does that does that really well. Um, I know in the in the two week internship program, or I say internship program, the two week work develop workplace development program, there there was a lot of effort put in with like communicating with people and staying on top of tasks uh, and things like that. Yeah, well, it's National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and the this year's campaign for twenty twenty two talks about disability is part of the equity equation. Mm-hmm. So. My question to you is a person who's neurodiverse and a person who's gone through vocational rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. What is your message to other people who are neurodiverse about vocational rehabilitation and the potential for someone who's neurodiverse to go to work? Don't be afraid to reach out for help. There are, there are programs and resources uh, in place and great people, you know, working with those like, like you and Pam and, uh, everyone who, you know, I, th- I think I've ever met through DARS <laughs> and also the neurodiversity in the workplace cohort who are always willing to help try to find things again, change, change people's lives. Um, so definitely, I think it's the biggest thing is, you know, don't be afraid to reach out for help. I know like a lot in society, we tend to like stigmatize both, both being neurodiverse and also reaching out for help for anything. And I, I think that needs to change because I went for a very long time without, you know, being evaluated or anything like that. And I, I, you know, I think a lot sometimes about how when I was in, you know, when I was in elementary school and high school struggling with math and just socializing and connecting with my peers um, and staying on top of things, how maybe something like DARS, even though I'm, you know, I was a kid then could have like helped. You should, you should uh, 
definitely, definitely reach out for help when you need it. Lindsay Barton is a software engineer with Dell Technologies. It works remotely from Southwest Virginia. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today, Lindsay, and good so luck with all of your work at Dell. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's been great talking to you, Rick, and, and thank you. Kathy West Evans, Director of Business Relations for the Council of State Administrators of Vocational Rehabilitation, and our national employment team has led the way in forging relationships between VR and national business partners like Dell Technologies. Kathy helped connect Lindsay's VR counselor, Pam Spurgeon, with Dell's Neurodiversity Hiring Program. Kathy, how does it make you feel to hear about Lindsay going to work for Dell? All I can say, Rick, is way to go, Lindsay. You deserve this. And we are so excited to partner with Dell because they see the talent and they provide the opportunity and understand that people work differently, but they bring great skill sets to the workplace. So congratulations, Lindsay. Thank you to our partnership with the team in Virginia and Dell. I can't say enough about Dell. Uh, They have great leadership. They understand that people uh, who are neurodiverse bring a lot of diversity and skill sets to the workplace. And they have opened that opportunity with us at the national level, whether it's in person or remote. We're so excited to be working with Dale and Danielle Biddick, who formerly uh, worked with us on the project with Microsoft. She was the actual uh, career life coach at Microsoft and then helped us set up Hewlett Packard and now is uh, managing and running the program, the neurodiversity program at Dell. So this is a longtime partnership across companies. And it's really beginning to show in the success stories that are popping up here and in Michigan and other places. We want to have you back on the show on a future episode to talk about all the places that people are being hired and the great jobs they're being hired into. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today, Kathy. Thank you for the opportunity, Rick. And thank you for the work that you're doing to get the word out about the great talent and skills that are supported by VR across the country. Kathy West Evans is the Director of Business Relations for CSA VR and The Net. Well, the National Rehabilitation Association just finished their fall conference. Here's their president, Lou Adams, with a conference wrap-up. We just finished up our National Rehabilitation Association fall conference, and it was a great session. We had everything for integrated resource teams, transition readiness, working with employers, legislative updates from Tanya Ferguson from CSAVR. So really all of the folks that are in the broad spectrum of vocational rehabilitation professionals um, within National Rehab Association got something out of it. It was a great conference. And I might also add that there was an excellence in media award given to the (laughs) VR Workforce Studio. You're so kind. Thank you so much. Well, Lou, congratulations on a great conference. And on behalf of all of our team here at VR Workforce Studio, thank you and the NRA for this excellence in media award. But the podcast really wouldn't exist without the compelling stories of people who have gone through vocational rehabilitation and entered the workforce. We're very passionate about sharing their success stories. I'd like to thank my talented co-host, Betsy Civilette, of course, Randy Sizemore, who does all of our technical support, our dear friend Heather Service from RSA's National Clearinghouse, 
Special thanks to Eric K. Johnson, the podcast talent coach, and Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. And of course, our champion, our leader, and the woman who gives of her heart and soul so freely to people with disabilities every day, our DARS commissioner, Kathy Hayfield. So thank you, NRA, and keep up the great work you do on behalf of people with disabilities. Well, we are pleased to have Carol Doback, Acting Deputy Commissioner for the Rehabilitation Services Administration, and Heather Service from the National Clearinghouse for Rehabilitation Training Materials, join us today. Well, many of our listeners tell us that the National Clearinghouse report from Heather brings them back time and time again because they can always find the latest news, the most current research articles, and a wealth of information in one place at ncrtm.ed.gov. That's ncrtm.ed.gov. And what they like about this podcast is how Heather shares the latest news and updates against the backdrop of our guests and their amazing vocational rehabilitation stories. Well, and Heather joins us now, along with Carol Doback. In her role as Acting Deputy Commissioner of the RSA, Carol is delegated the authority to perform the functions and duties of the commissioner. Today, she and Heather will share more about the exciting new version of the NCRTM. Carol, it's so nice to have you back on our podcast. Thank you for joining us to talk about RSA's new National Clearinghouse for Rehabilitation Training Materials. Well, thank you, Betsy, and thank you, Rick. You know, it's great to be back on your podcast, and and uh, thank you so much for inviting RSA, the Rehabilitation Services Administration, to participate in this particular episode of the podcast. At RSA, we are very excited about the launch of the new version of the NCRTM, the National Clearinghouse on Rehabilitation Training Materials. For more than 43 years, uh, the NCRTM has been collecting and uh, cataloging and disseminating a wide variety of technical assistance and training materials, as well as events for the vocational rehabilitation community and the individuals with disabilities it supports. During this time, it has amassed more than 3,500 separate and discrete materials that can benefit the employment of individuals with disabilities. And it has done so while taking advantage of and using 21st century technology and social media. As the NCRTM has continued to evolve to meet the needs of its audiences, we at RSA, again, are very pleased to be able to launch this new version of the website during the month of October, specifically on October 12th, during the middle of the National Disability Employment Awareness Month celebrations. The new version of the NCRTM is the result of feedback from its users gathered over the past two years. As a result of that feedback, there are several new improvements to the NCRTM. Users will now be able to view materials and information on a much more simplified layout. They'll be able to share this information with their colleagues, and they'll be able to find the wide variety of training materials, events, and library resources using 
highly improved search and filter functions. So whether you are an individual with a disability, a vocational rehabilitation professional or service provider, an educator, a sign language interpreter, or a a business, you will be able to find highly relevant, useful, and accessible materials on the new version of the NCRTM. Thank you, Carol. The Clearinghouse is such a valuable resource for the VR community. Well, Heather's service and the National Clearinghouse Report have become such an important part of this podcast, and we are fortunate today to have Heather for an extended conversation about some of the new and exciting developments that Carol referenced uh, going on at the Clearinghouse. So, Heather, give us the scoop. Like Carol mentioned, we will be launching a new version of the Clearinghouse on October 12th. The first change users will notice is the homepage. It's been redesigned to improve navigation between various sections of the Clearinghouse and will have a new streamlined look. The new version of the Clearinghouse also contains two new sections, services and programs for individuals with disabilities and business engagement. The services and programs section highlights information and resources for individuals with disabilities about competitive integrated employment, job searching, career advancement, and other employment-related topics. The business engagement section provides information on how businesses can connect with state VR agencies, as well as resources about hiring individuals with disabilities and creating inclusive workplaces. NCRTM has been well known for our library, which contains more than 3,500 materials. The new version of the library contains enhanced search and filtering features to more easily locate materials. Users can more easily share NCRTM library materials through multiple channels, including email, Twitter, and other social media platforms with just a simple click. Users can also sign up to receive alerts when new items of interest are added to the library. The training and events section features events that are hosted and led by RSA grantees, federal partners, and other stakeholders. Many of the events offer Certified Rehabilitation Counselor, or CRC, credits upon completion. Training and events can now be sorted and filtered to locate items of interest in the new version of the NCRTM. RSA is especially proud of the Accessibility Resources section of the NCRTM. This section includes guides, checklists, and video tutorials that can assist with making many types of materials accessible. The NCRTM will also continue to add new resources, including new accessibility training videos in the upcoming months. Finally, listeners are invited to attend our virtual launch party on October 24th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. This will help us celebrate the launch of the new version of the Clearinghouse. Event information will be provided in the show notes, and we really hope that you'll join us. Thank you, Heather. That is wonderful news and look forward to the launch party on October 24th. So, Heather, this has been an exciting year for you moving into this job at the NCRTM. Do you have a favorite story about how the Clearinghouse is making a positive impact in the VR community? One of my favorite parts of working at the NCRTM has been collecting input and feedback from our users. Their feedback has been used to help build and enhance this new version of the website and was our key driver for making these valuable recommendations to enhance the website over the last few years. We're really excited to see this new version of the Clearinghouse launch and bring their feedback to life. 
we think that this will create a really valuable impact to individuals with disabilities, our VR professionals, businesses, and other NCRTM key stakeholders. So Carol, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, thank you, Betsy. And, and certainly, um, you know, we have been anticipating the launch of the new website for some time now. It has been a significant undertaking. And I want to recognize uh, staff both at RSA and at New Editions for their dedication and contributions to the new version of uh, the NCRTM website. And I encourage all listeners uh, to this podcast to visit the NCRTM at ncrtm.ed.gov. Thank you so much, Carol and Heather. It's always a pleasure to have you on VR Workforce Studio. We've got Carol Doback, the Acting Deputy Commissioner of the Rehabilitation Services Administration, speaking to our to us from her office in Washington, and Heather Service directs the RSA's National Clearinghouse for Rehabilitation Training Materials and is a featured guest on the podcast with her monthly report. So thank you both for being here today. It was a pleasure. Well, well, thank you. Well, thank you for getting involved in today's show. If you or someone you know has a disability, and wants to get into the workforce, vocational rehabilitation may just be the answer to kickstart your career. Visit us at vrworkforcestudio.com to find links and resources, as well as our contact information. On behalf of my co-host, Betsy Civilette, I'm Rick Sizemore, inviting you to join us as we podcast the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation. The VR Workforce Studio podcast is owned and operated by Vocational Rehabilitation's Partners in Podcasting. Audio content for the podcast is provided to VR Partners in Podcasting by the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services in exchange for promotional considerations.